Hi, I'm Ryan Mosetti, a computer science student just out of high school. And I'm Kenny Ho, a high school teacher at a school in Thornhill. And you're listening to the Look Who's Talking podcast. In this podcast, we'll be talking a bit about our lives, going through school, talking to perspective, and maybe to help you through it. Class is now in session. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name, as always, is Ryan. And I'm Mr. Kenny Ho. And today we're going to be looking at grade 12, tips to survive, tips to get through, and just how life is like getting through grade 12. And as you may or may not know from our first few episodes and or our intro, I've recently graduated from uh, high school. So grade well, 12. Ryan, so- congratulations. You have made your four years possible. Thank you. And grade 12 is still fresh in my mind. So now is probably the perfect time to talk about it. And I think uh, for most students, um, achieving their goal of university, college, or workplace is what is in the mind of all grade 12 students. Yeah, and especially you teach a lot of grade 12 students, so it seems like you would get a lot of... uh... I do, I do, because usually I teach grade 12 economics, grade 12 accounting. Uh, I've also taught uh, entrepreneurship, business leadership, and all the business courses that we offer at our school. Yeah, so um, what do you think the first topic should be in terms of grade 12 version? I think most of the students in grade 12 will be uh, finding themselves. Finding themselves. Uh, finding themselves. Finding out what their interests are and what their career pathway is or will be. Right. I think one of the biggest topics to cover is senioritis because that's a big thing that hits as soon as you get into grade 12 the first month. For uh, the listeners out there who do not know what senioritis is, could you explain that a little bit? All right, so senioritis, it's uh, basically when you get in your last year, you're a senior, and you basically don't want to do anything anymore. I, I that's That hits really hard. Well, I, I'll have to pause for a minute because um, there are the other side. There is the other side. There, no, I've yeah, seen other kids in grade 12 who wants to do everything. No, of course. There's a lot of students that also want to bring it up, but what I've seen with a lot of the students, including myself, I know... I definitely just got really lazy coming towards the beginning of grade 12, but that's not a, not a good mentality to have. Uh, I have a lot of friends who thankfully didn't follow that mindset, so do what's best for you, but try not to slack off coming into your last year. Those marks actually matter. <laughs> and when I was in high school, uh, in my grade 12 year, it flew by. Uh, what I mean by that is, at the beginning of September, you feel the time will go by so slowly because you have... Um, University is a year from then, but as you get through the course, as you are figuring out your marks, as you go through the university applications, finding a time to do supplementary applications, time goes by too quickly. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about university and the application process, something that they don't really explain that well, I don't think, especially with the presentations that they give. Yeah, I think most of the presentations are very, very generic. So. Maybe at this time, I will ask you, Ryan, what are some of the things that uh, you have gone through? Yeah, so coming into this whole uh, university application process, uh, I always thought I knew where I wanted to go, and the place was Waterloo. And uh, so I was really dead set on that. And the big mistake that I made was not researching into other colleges or universities. I know that they do come by, and they have like university fairs, college fairs. But what I can really recommend is going to like a large one like in downtown somewhere Somewhere where you have all the colleges and universities, because you get the bigger, the bigger idea, the bigger picture there. And so, um, next year, um, do you mind telling us where you're heading? So yeah, I'm going to University of Toronto in Scarborough. I originally applied to go to University of Waterloo, and uh, I actually didn't get in. Uh, 
I was a little bit upset at the time, but you had to realize that's not everything. Not getting to that one school is not really everything. And I'll also share a little story because um, in my university application, my first choice was also at the University of Toronto at Scarborough back in the day. And what I wanted to get into was the uh, BBA co-op program, where I felt school and co-op would be the best fit for me. Uh, unfortunately, I did not make it. But at the same time, you have to think better. What other things could I have gotten into if I didn't get into the program? Yeah, of course. So I just want to tell a little bit of story about uh, when I found out I didn't get into Waterloo. So basically, I had applied for three programs, the uh, computer science, software engineering, and um, there was like a dual degree. It was a business and um, like computer science. And because on their site they listed it was like an, a low 90 average, I had, I had quite a bit above that. I thought I was getting in for sure. So on the day that I was, I was constantly checking back and forth uh, to see if I had gotten in. And on the day I actually found this out, I was at a track meet. And I was uh, just running some track, having some fun with my friends. I had the day off school for it. And right before the race, I checked it. And I was heartbroken to see that not only did I not get in, but I got deferred to geomatics. And I was very upset because I was really looking forward to getting to that school. And at the short, in the short term, you actually really see a lot of the effects um, you don't really see a lot of the good effects that happen out of not getting into something. You really focus and harp on the whole thing that, um, oh, I didn't get in. Oh, I, I should have done better. But now that I look back on it, I see I was so focused to get into Waterloo that I didn't see how much that would put uh, pressure and strain on me because it's a lot of money to go and live away. I was so focused on trying to get away and get my freedom from my parents that I never realized that I would be spending three times as much a year and I would not have been able to afford that. It would be expensive because nowadays, um, compared to before, universities, uh, tuition is obviously a lot higher than back in the day when your parents went to school. And at the same time, cost of living is also very expensive. Um, not only that, uh, the cost of traveling as well because when you're abroad, let's say you're in Hamilton or Waterloo or um, Ottawa, you do have to come back every night to see your parents and the cost of traveling has increased significantly yeah for sure and I know for um, for me for one I, my parents were very upset and I fought with them for a long time and I didn't really just see reason because I was just you get into that mindset um, I don't know I think it's personal for me maybe some other kids get through as well where you just want to disagree with your parents you just want to do what they tell you not to do and when they tell you not to do it you want to do it 10 times more and so, that is the common thing for all great house students listeners out there I think you guys are all like that Try not to do that. Try to listen to your parents a little bit. Uh, I learned that mistake a little bit. But um, thankfully, I, I want to say thankfully I didn't get it because that is not something I would be able to afford. Uh, I had saved a lot of money from working at my job. Um, it's important. I think it's important to get a job earlier as possible to save up the money, especially with the cost of university. But I had saved up quite a bit of money. It wouldn't have been enough to cover, obviously, the expenses of living there. But now I have that money for being able to spend a lot better uh, with it instead of because whether you go to Waterloo, you go to U of T, you go to college, people will tell you that oh, university is the place to go. But there's a lot of people that make a really good living coming out of college. There's this negative stigma that you can't succeed in college, and it's not true. It is definitely not true. And uh, later on in our um, locus talking, I'll talk about um, other opportunities that that students will have. Um, let it be um, getting a license, or let it be. Um, not getting a license, but try to be, again, the best person you can be. Yeah, I think you're definitely a great example of that. Let me just, so basically what I want to say is that at the end of the day, 
you're getting an education, a similar similar education wherever you go. You go to university, you go to college, you go to U, U of T, you go to Waterloo. You're getting a similar education. But I think the important part is, and I don't know, maybe you can shed a little bit of light on that since you came out of that. Um, it's the work that you put in, not the place that you go. Well, it is the work that you put in for sure, Ryan, because um, back to my story, um, after you sharing your story um, with yeah. how um, you were devastated and now you're happy that you are going to attend uh, UTSC for your program. Um, for me, I didn't get into UTSC and um, I went to uh, U of T of uh, University of Toronto downtown campus for Rotman. And so I did Rotman for four years. That was my degree. But during the third year of uh, commerce, I soon found out that uh, accounting, finance, marketing was not really something that I want to get into every single day. Because as, as a part-time worker for CIBC, I soon found out going to work uh, from a 9-to-5 job, uh, sitting in front of the computer, having no interaction with anyone because I was just doing... Um, data entry work and computer uh, filing work, it was not fun for me. So um, I ended up volunteering at a church where I then found the passion. I taught um, Bible study classes, I taught children's liturgy of the word, and that's what I enjoyed. And because I was um, a commerce student, I also went to teach mathematics and business at a private school on Saturdays. So not getting to U of T Scarborough was actually a good thing because then I found my true passion and that is teaching and in education. Do you think you still would have been where you are today if you had not, um, if you had actually gotten into U of T Scarborough, do you think you would be teaching? I don't think I would because all my practicums would have been uh, in the bank or uh, somewhere in the financial industry. I probably would be working as an accountant. Um, but Nobody knows, right? Maybe halfway through um, working as an accountant, working maybe a couple of years, I might have switched out. But I think uh, I really found my passion. I, th I think that's an amazing way to look at it because when you, when you see it from the hindsight, you know what they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, but when you're in the moment, you don't feel that, uh, you don't feel that gratitude for the opportunities you, you're given because you, you look at it as, oh, I failed. But failure is just the first blockage in the way of success. I remember uh, a teacher telling me um, when I was in high school, uh, his name is Mr. Santos. And he said, "It's life is like a picture, unrevealed picture. And as you go through life, um, these puzzle pieces come together and more is revealed to you. So maybe you didn't get into a program and you are obviously devastated and sad and and heartbroken at that moment, but who knows? Maybe there's a pathway for you, there's a bigger picture for you that you don't know yet. And that's not just, and I just want to take a step back because we've been talking about a lot about like not succeeding and like times that we didn't do well. That's not to say that you won't get into the program that you want or that you won't end up going where you want to go. It's just to say that we didn't get into what we wanted to get into, and from our experience, you can see that maybe it's not the worst thing that ever happened to you. We're just trying to say that, of course, you don't want to fail. Like, you don't want to put yourself in that position to be, um, to not succeed. But if you do, it's not always the worst thing to happen. The worst thing to happen is that you let yourself give up. And that's absolutely correct. So on the topic of not giving up, uh, Ryan, what are some of the things that you think would benefit grade 12 students if you were to give um, 
grade 12 students advice so like coming into grade 12 yes. or at towards the end of grade 12? Uh, well coming into grade 12 and what they should do in grade 12 so this loose background of senioritis just i would say don't slack off because the content gets a lot not a lot more difficult it just gets a lot more intensive and if you're not there to put in the work like you were previous years you might be at a disadvantage i know that i know for me i had to step it up but at the beginning i didn't do as well as i wanted to i had some other friends that were still doing amazing because they still put in the effort but i think for me, what was important is that even though you don't succeed at first, it's it's not an invitation to give up. It's an invitation to try harder. And of course, I'm not saying don't be sad because you're going to be sad when you fail or when you don't do well. But if you let that hang over you and you let that haunt you, you won't be able to get back on the right track. I know for a while, for a long time, I let that um, that denial of Waterloo get just sit on my back and I never really wanted to confront it or talk about it. And it was just holding me back. But the second... I started to let go and I started to look at the opportunities at UTSC. I think a lot of that went away and I was able to be happier. Well, part of it, uh, going back to um, the topic, is never give up because a failure can be, of course, not good. But at the same time, just move on. Um, even if you got a bad mark on a test, for example, even though it's great tough, just move on. Just learn from your mistake. Ask the teacher how... You can improve and just keep on moving on and moving forward rather than saying, you know what, I should have done this. There's no should or should not have done this because time moves on. For sure. And uh, I think we just have enough time to cover one last topic because we don't want to do another 30-minute episode like last time. Correct. Uh, yeah, I misread the, the beats and I misunderstood the Right, we'll talk about how, how bad of a mental math uh, person you are yeah, next let's, time. Let's not talk about... Um, uh, another failure. Let's move on to something else, right? So the last question I have pertains more towards uh, friendships, relationships in the last year, um, mainly towards keeping them and how they change the dynamic in the beginning of the year versus keeping friendships as you move on to university, as you move on to wherever you're going in your next years. Now, I, I, I noticed that um, I think it's a, it's a new term to me, friend group. Like, I hear a lot of grade 12 students, high school students talk about friend group. Could you tell me about what that is honestly I just thought that was something that was uh, really common I didn't realize that was something uh, out there but I guess I can explain that a little bit so back then you would have like friendships like one-on-one -on -one relationships sort of things but now you have friend groups a bunch of people that are friends with each other and then like you hang out in like different amounts like you would have like eight people in a friend group sort of thing and four of you will hang out six of you will hang out sometimes you'll all hang out but the point is but I, I also noticed something um, amongst the people in the friend group there's also conflict isn't there oh yeah for sure i know especially in, when i came into grade 12 i had a i had a lot of conflict with my friend group and we ended up splitting up it went two separate ways basically it was over this argument about going on a trip that we wanted to go on and they canceled the last second so we got into an argument and we just we just split up half of us um went one way half of us went the other way we just really didn't talk after that and when i was in high school uh, i also have a group, I didn't know they were for a friend group, um, but we also have a group. Um, I was with the nerdy group. Uh, some of my friends are in the cooler group. I was in the nerdy group. And you're right. Um, there, are there were times that in our group of friends, we had conflicts. And, but what I want to say is, especially in grade 12, because time is so limited, try to avoid these conflicts because um, conflicts... Uh, arguments do affect your emotions 
And when it affects your emotion, it affects your work habit, it affects your school, it affects your academics. So you know what? Try to be accommodating. I see it kind of in a different light. I see it as in if you're in a toxic relationship or you're in a toxic friendship where it's like they're holding you back or it's some or it's just it's a consistent problem just dealing with them and you're just not happy in the relationship or the friendship, it's it's okay to break it off. Obviously, don't okay. end on bad terms. End it respectfully, end it uh, amicably, but at the end of the day, you can't beef in a relationship or if you can't be in a friendship with someone without it putting you down or putting you in a bad mindset, it's just not the friendship or the relationship for you. And I, I believe in that because you can always walk away from any situation that you don't like or appreciate. I think that's better for you. Now it's hard, like what we mentioned before at the beginning, when we feel when you felt and I felt uh, heartbroken and devastated because we didn't get into the program that we want to. It's the same with a uh, friend group. Just you know, move on. Yeah. Uh, you'll find other friends. You'll find better companions. And exactly, some conflicts are gonna. Some conflicts you can get over, and some conflicts sometimes you have to do conflict resolution skills. You have to talk to people, get over it, and you can't just hold it against them. But sometimes, it, sometimes you just realize they're just not the people for you, and it's it's okay. It's okay to change as a person to realize they're they're not people that you would be interested in being. And it's okay to to take the steps in a direction that you're with, and of course you have to assess it based on your own personality, based on your own relationships. Be with people that you're happy to be around. Be with people that motivate you to be happy and to be successful. And just like what I said in the, in on our first episode, try to be the best you can be. And I just had one last question for you, actually. When you went, when you came to uni- when you went to university, did you keep a lot of the friends you had from high school, and how'd you go about doing that? Uh, great question, Ryan, because um, to this day, and for those of my high school friends out there who are listening to me right now, yes, uh, Kenny's speaking, uh, you were, or you are, uh, still uh, my very good friends. I would consider you, you guys, high school um, friends as my very good friends, because in high school, the friends that you make uh, are genuine. The friends that you make do not have uh, intentions. Um, not to say that all friends have bad intentions or intentions or whatever intentions you can think of, but high school uh, friends, we are just genuine, caring to each other, and we choose them. Uh, so I still keep in touch with them. Just like last week, um, we had a, a gathering. Uh, a couple of us uh, gathered, and we were laughing because um, 10 years ago when we gathered, it was a table of, let's say, six and now um, it's a table of six times three because everyone has a spouse and everyone has at least <laughs> one kid. So our table from six became uh, two tables. Now We're friends now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so our conversation at the table was not about our conversation because all the kids were talking. So we thought, you know what, maybe one time we just need to come out as friends, as high school buddies and just talk and not bring the wives or the, or the uh, children. And the final thought I want to offer is something that happened to me is if you want to keep a lot of friends going into university that you had in high school or, some, or even just some close friends that you actually want to keep, make plans with them. Before you stop seeing them or before you t- stop talking to them, make plans for after high school ends because I know that happened to me. Some people I, I didn't really hang out with a lot in high school, I made plans with them after and we're, I feel like we're a lot closer friends and we're still going to be friends as I go towards university. And that's not to say that you have to keep all your high school friends because when you go to university, you're bound to make new friends. And it's it's important to keep some old, some new. And I think that's an important dynamic to have. Very good advice. Well, 
Thank you for uh, all for listening, and that is it for our episode on surviving grade twelve, living through grade twelve. And yeah, so look who's talking. Last voice line. Go see you, Mister Ho. Thank you.